0: beautiful people. You are listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life, and growth. And I'm your host, Ifeanyi Morenike. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you are so, so welcome. If this is not your first time, then guess what? You are also welcome back. I'm so happy to have every single one of you guys listening here today. Over here on Limitless, we get into everything that involves living life as a young person so vibrantly in Christ. So guys, this episode that I'm recording is not coming out the week I'm recording it. In fact, this week, what is coming out and you guys should have listened to it by now, is the first episode of the Level Up series. And I do pray you guys enjoyed the episode because me, although I was even the... I enjoyed the episode so much. Like I learned so much. I was so surprised that I learned so much because when I invited Fortune over within our unit in school, she had done some like messages for us and teachings for us on finances, like a couple. So I was like, oh, you know, she's probably going to repeat some of the things she's already taught us. That's cool. I want the viewers to also learn from this. Turns out this young lady has so much more to offer. So many more things that I learned from the episode. And I do pray the same way it was a blessing to me, it will be even more of a blessing to you. But you know, you guys have already listened to the episode. So I just pray that's what the reality is for you guys. So yeah, get up underdog. I have a strong connection to this episode. I have to a lot of my episodes <laughs> to, to be honest. But this one specifically because some of the things that I'm going to discuss are some things that I had to understand and learn on my journey of this whole podcasting and content creating and et cetera. Just the way God uses underdogs, especially we're really going to get into the word of God. I know you guys love the word of God. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> so we're going to get into the word of God because we are going to use so many people that God used as a case study. We've got Esther, we've got Moses, we've got David, we've got, you know, Paul. Paul wasn't necessarily like an underdog per se, but he was just such an unlikely person for God to use. And so that's what today's episode is about. In case any of you guys think, you know, this episode title is quite vague. What do you mean underdog? Now I use the term underdog because typically it seems like they are kind of the, they're kind of disadvantaged. God has no issue in using disadvantaged people or people who may seem like not much or like they're not They don't have much potential and God has a way of using them, transforming them and manifesting his purpose with them, regardless of what other people think of them. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing because it's ironic. Like, we're going to get into this anyway. I'm going to start the episode even before starting the episode. One thing I also want to get into, I don't think I have really introduced myself properly and I'm going to do that now, especially because all glory to God, the podcast is growing I'm so grateful to God and I know a few of you guys that have been listening to maybe season 2 and you don't know much about me. And I've mentioned something from season some things from season 1, but for those of you who are just joining us in this season 2 and I'm again I'm so glad to have you guys. My name is Ifeanyi Morenike. Morenike is my middle name, Ifeanyi was my first name. I am a medical student. I am a podcaster obviously, a content creator on Instagram. I also do TikTok. I'm also an entrepreneur. I launched my business this year. I may discuss that later down the line at some point but that has been an interesting journey as well all glory to god yeah in case any of you guys are asking what's with the accent because that's one of the things i get a lot (laughs) i was born in london england moved to nigeria at the age of 13 and i have been living here ever since and it has been a great ride so if you don't know much about me then you know a bit a few things here and there oh also i'm the eldest of five um i'm a pk pastor's child Past his kid, okay, PK past his kid, um. So yeah, is there anything else you guys want to know? What else? Off the top of my head, my age. Sure, I'm in my early twenties. <laughs> I'm in my early twenties. So guys, let's get into today's episode, shall we? Get up, underdog. I love where this episode is going to take us because I know for a fact God has this amazing way of taking. The most unlikely people, the people that others look down on, that people think are incapable, that they themselves believe they're incapable, taking them and bringing such greatness out of them that even that person is shocked and we're going to use so many people as an example. But I want you guys to learn from these stories as well. They're not just, remember, Bible's not just, they're not just a bunch of stories of random people. They are learning opportunities. These people are placed in the Bible to show us the power of God, the way God works, to show us who God is. Because we see the way God works through these people's lives. And once you see the way he works through these people's lives, then you know for a fact he can work through your life the exact same way, but even more. Because, you know, Jesus says we are supposed to do greater works than him. So if we're doing greater works than Jesus, you can imagine what God expects from us. He's not here to play with us or to, you know, Bring out some mediocre scraps. No, we are made, we are created for excellence. And so that's what today's episode is basically about. We are standing up. We are finally stepping into our calling. So there's going to be a season, right? There's a time, this could be your season, maybe it's a past season where God has made aware. He has made you aware of your God-given calling. And immediately this comes, you are going to face internal and external adversity. But let's focus on the internal adversity. You're going to firstly think, God, how? Why me? Am I capable? What do I have to do what you have called me to do? What do I have? What makes me capable? What makes me worthy of this calling you have given me? And the reason that, again, I said that I'm very connected to this episode is that's exactly what was going through my mind when God called me into this whole thing that I'm doing right now. I have mentioned this many times. I am very, very introverted. I'm so sorry if you've met me in public and I'm awkward. I'm introverted. I am not great at socializing. But thank God this, you know, what I'm doing has kind of pushed me to socialize. And I'm enjoying it, thank God. But yeah, super introverted. Very small circle of friends. I had practically I had what 65 followers on Instagram at the time and I had deleted that Instagram account I said God why would you choose me of all people to and the thing is at first I was saying, nah nah it's not possible at that time I hearing God's voice wasn't really a thing for me so God if God was gonna make me do something he had to show me so I, I saw it in a dream and I saw my what God wanted me to do in terms of social media and stuff so at that time I couldn't even deny it. I couldn't even say nah it's a mistake because God showed me very vividly so <laughs> but then When you read verses like 1 Corinthians 27, but God chose the foolish things in this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the most unlikely, the most small, the most seemingly useless things to shame those who think they can do on their own with their own strength, with their own wisdom, with their own popularity, their own wealth, their own power. God chooses those that he knows people look down on them. He knows people think, who's this person? Those people who seem so small and makes them great. And let me tell you, the reason he does this is because he wants to show that you do not qualify yourself for his calling. God will choose you and qualify you for his calling. Another thing I've said before, God does not choose the qualified. He qualifies the called. When God has told you, he said to you, Michael, Samantha, whoever, I need you to go forth and do my work. And you say, no, God, you know you've made a mistake. It's not possible. God is not choosing you because you're perfect. He knows you're not perfect. He knows you need him. But he wants to use you to prove what he can do with someone's imperfections. And let me tell you, just because you're not perfect, just because you don't have all the skills you may need, that doesn't mean that you don't have anything. Because you have to remember, these people that he used, let's say, okay, let's start getting into these people now. Let's say if, um, David now. David may have been the youngest in his family. So he is typically the underdog. All right. But David still had that seed of faith in him. David had so much faith in God. David still had that deep love for God in him. David still had the heart of repentance in him. So that love for God, that faith, that heart of repentance, that was like the foundation God used to build David up in. So you still carry something. You may not be perfect. You may not be the best public speaker. You may not be the best writer. But you have something in you that God is saying, this is enough for me to work with, to build into that person that you are to become. You have a seed in you and God is going to water it and it will flourish and it will produce fruits, fruits for his kingdom. Okay, we said David, right? How about um, Moses? Moses was known as one of the, or the most humble person alive. Moses was not perfect. He had a temper. He was a stammerer. If we read Exodus 4, 10 to 12, literally the words of an underdog, where God comes to Moses and says, okay, this is what I want you to do. Um, Moses says to God, Exodus 4, 10 to 12 and this is message translation, I like the way they put it here. Moses raised another objection to God. Another, meaning that he's ready. Be, he's been raising objections to God since. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and stammer. God said, and who do you think made the human mouth? And who made some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it I, God? So get going. I'll be right there with you, with your mouth. I'll be there to teach you what to say. And this message is to you that says, God, but I'm this, but I'm that. God knows. Is it not he who created you? Is he not aware that you're not that great at public speaking? Is he not aware that you're not that great at interacting with people? He knows you're introverted. He knows. He knows. But he also knows that he is with you. God will never send you into the lion's den without his presence. He's never going to send you there with no protection and you have to understand that you cannot do this journey of life alone. When Jesus eventually ascended he said that he was going to leave a helper, a comforter and that's the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this journey alone and God doesn't expect you to. He expects you to lean on him, to trust in him with all your heart and lean on your own understanding, in all your ways to submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. He expects you To take on this calling he has given you, but stay rooted in him. Because without him, it is impossible for you to do it. So look at that thing that's in you. You may not be perfect, but there's something in you. Okay, God, you know, I may not be the best speaker, but I know that I have a very patient heart. I know I'm very patient. And that works with people. Maybe you want me to go into counseling people. I don't know. I have the heart to, I really have a heart for people and helping people. But I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. I'm really introverted. That's fine. God knows he created you with those qualities. But he also knows there's that thing in you. That you have this love for people and helping people. Now I want to use that. Now your introvertedness. I'm going to transform it. And still use that to manifest my purpose. But I'm going to build that off the basis of your love for people. So do you guys understand that in every single underdog. In every single person. And I don't even want to be using the term underdog. Because you're not an underdog in Jesus name. A lot of these people they started off as underdogs. They surely did not end up as underdogs. But all these people that started small. They had something in them that God built up upon. Moses, he had his issues, but his humility, his humility and the fact that he did not take Moses that led a whole tribe of people, all of the Israelites, out of Egypt. Imagine if he didn't have humility. But God said, it's more than a speaker. I need more than a speaker right now. I need a humble man of God who's willing to listen to my voice. I am sure there were people there. There were people amongst the Israelites that could talk for England they can talk for Nigeria they are so eloquent in speech and when they talk but God chose Moses you didn't choose the perfect speaker so when God is choosing you don't think oh this person's more qualified that's not your business but about what God is doing with that person focus on what he's doing with you and remember as I said you're not alone in this when you look at the old testament you see that when God would appoint someone as king a prophet, so a, um, in this case it was Samuel that anointed David and Saul as king. And this anointing was the anointing of God's power for the calling. So there is an anointing that comes upon you when God is calling you for something. There is a mantle that He gives you. Now, of course, now this is not the same as before. You know, before, when Saul was misbehaving, the Holy Spirit left him. That doesn't happen now. Holy Spirit is always with us. There is an anointing that comes with your calling. There is this grace that comes with your calling. There's this power that's not of you that comes with your calling. That's what I'm saying again. You cannot rely on your power. You cannot rely on your strength. That's not what God needs. He just needs you as you. He will use the rest. He will do the rest. But you need to be willing, that open heart, to be receptive to God. Because immediately you say, I'll do this by myself. You see, you end up like Saul. That's Saul. God said, do one thing. He said, nah, God sent Saul to go and believe the Amalekites. I don't remember. To destroy everyone and everything because there was just pure evil there. And he brought back some of the good things. He said he wanted to give as an offering to God. And Samuel said, does God prefer offering and sacrifice over obedience? And it's because of that, he tried to disobey the will of God. And that's why the that anointing left him. Now, of course, again, I said that period is different from now that we always have the Holy Spirit with us. But it's the fact that immediately he tried to do without God. He lost his title. He lost the anointing as king. And it was given to someone that was willing to listen to God, which is David. David and listening to God. How many... I think I believe I counted nine times. How many times it said in Kings, David inquired of the Lord. Kings and Samuel, I think. David inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. At every stage, he inquired of the Lord. He didn't say, I can do this by myself, Shebby. They anointed me as king. I have No, no. He knew that he needed God. And that really worked for him because... He was the man after God's own heart. I would encourage you, me too. I want to do the same thing, just to study like maybe Samuel and Kings. Share the parts where David is, even Psalms, because he wrote the Psalms as well, and learn just the heart of David for God to say it's a man after His own heart. I want to know about that guy. I want to emulate some Samuel. No, you did some things I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> some of those characteristics that allowed God to call him that, but that was the difference between Saul and David. On top of God giving you his anointing, he will make things much easier for you, generally. Look at Esther now. See, Esther, if you look at Esther to 15 and 17, I think we all know the story of Esther. I'm so sorry that I'm jumping between, but I just want us to be doing case studies of different people. So we just did of David. We'll still go back to him. Right now, we're going to jump into Esther. Esther. So Esther, right? She's the slave girl. She's the cousin of Mordecai. This thing happens where David throws out his wife because she disobeyed him. And now they're looking for a new wife. All right. So Queen Xerxes or Asarius. It depends on the version you're using. Either way. I think the modern version that uses Xerxes. So King Xerxes, he um, throws out Vashti's old wife and he needs a new wife. So then all these different ladies come from town. And for some reason, there's this special favor on Esther. So let me just read that part. When the turn came for Esther, the young woman Mordecai had adopted, the daughter of his uncle Abihail, to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the harem, suggested. All right, this is the part I want us to listen to. And Esther won the favour of everyone who saw her. Don't tell me it's because she's super pretty or because she looked like, I don't even, Beyonce or whatever. Everyone that saw her had favour on this Esther. And if you know, if we now go down to 17, now the king was attracted to Esther more than to any of the other women. And she won his favor and approval more than any of the other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. So everybody, including the king, had this divine, supernatural favor on Esther. Why? Because she had been chosen, appointed, anointed by God for a calling. If you read down the story of Esther, you understand why and there was a time they wanted to, you know, kill all the Israelites. And she basically, God used her to save them. But there was this favor. Imagine if she went there, she said, God, how? You know, I'm not, I may be pretty old, but I'm not all that. I'm a simple slave girl. I don't have da-da-da-da-da. God said, that's not what I need. She you're humble. be you listen to the word of the Lord. be you can fast because she's the one that's, that declared the fast. be you can fast. That's all I need. If I wanted a, a fancy woman, I would have kept Vashti. If I wanted someone that can do queen things and can, you know, wear jewelry and I would have chosen someone else. That's not what I need. Stop using your faults, your weaknesses to throw in God's face as to why you can't do what he's called you to do. He doesn't need that. What you have, your strengths, he will work on those and build on those to manifest his purpose. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. And he will provide the rest. You saw the way that he showed Esther favor. Even David. You see the way how killing Goliath and all these things David did. And even the people loved David. And they were singing songs about him. And that's how Saul started to get jealous. God just creates this favor around his chosen children. He creates a way where there is no way for those that he has chosen. Because he's not going to throw you in the lion's den without help. He's not going to throw you in the dark without light. So some things I mentioned is, I just want to just recap. One, God does not need you to be perfect. He just needs you to have a willing heart and a heart that is open to his voice. I was watching the movie Enoch, a really good movie, really, really good movie about the story of Papa Deboye, the general overseer of redeemed Christian church of God. So when they called him into ministry, when he was getting the rumor that, you know, he was going to be called into ministry by the general overseer at that time. And he was just he wasn't a pastor at that time. He told his wife, you know what, let's go on 14 days fasting and prayer. So he was fasting, 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 fasting. In the end, they still chose him as pastor. Now, he's the general overseer of one of the biggest churches in Africa. And that's an example of, you may not even be willing, because of course, you don't even know your capabilities at that time. But he knew that as much as this man is not willing to be a pastor, he has a calling. He has that heart that I need, that is receptive to my voice. And once you have that, God will use the rest. So as I said, that heart that is receptive to God, Working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. God will not allow you to do this alone. Understanding that God will make a way for you. He will give you favour. He will give you resources. He will surround you with people that will help you. So that's where I'm going now. People. If you guys notice, Esther had Mordecai. In fact, Mordecai is the one that kind of pushed her to, you know, do this whole thing. David had Jonathan. At the time when David was trying to flee Saul, Jonathan was a huge help. Moses had Aaron. Because at the time as well, Moses said, oh, I'm a stammerer. I'm a stutterer. I can't do this. God said okay here's Aaron now of course this doesn't mean that God is expecting you to rely on man in fact do not rely on man because man can fail you in almost all these cases Moses Aaron betrayed him at some point David Jonathan died so and then with Esther I guess Mordecai was good but still it was God that they had to rely on it was God that worked through them it wasn't man. but God will still bring men around you to help you God may just show you the revelation but he may not just expect you to carry it out alone You may be the forerunner, the front man, but there are so many other things that go on behind the scenes at people he expects you to utilize. I mean, if he's sending you a helper, don't throw him to the side because you believe, no, God told me this thing. I'm going to handle this on my own. You're going to break down. You'll get tired. You can't do it on your own you will get tired. You will get worn out. Now, I'm not saying everybody you invite into your creative process or, you know, the things God is doing in you because you have to be very sensitive. Some people will just be there to be destiny destroyers. So please be careful or use discernment. But there are also people that God has planted in your life to be destiny helpers. Even the people that you reach out to. The glory at the end of the day goes to God. Not even you. The glory goes to God. The blessing is yours, yes, but the glory goes to God. So don't feel like, oh, if I bring other people into this process, maybe they'll get credit. Nobody's supposed to get credit but God anyway. As long as God's purpose is done. What's really, what's your own? It's actually so nice that I go to a school where there are a lot of creatives. There are so many people that have like podcasts, blogs, and even stuff like TikTok. And are so many Christian creators that I follow on these platforms. And they go to my school. God is doing something in young people in this season. And it would be very, very horrible if you miss it. Because... God can use anybody. He has chosen to use you just so the blessing can be yours. The glory will still be his, but the blessing can be yours. Now, he can choose to use somebody else, but he chose you. Accept the calling, accept the blessing, and let the glory be his. It may not even be so obvious as talking online about Jesus. It could be something completely different. It could be a book. Maybe he wants you to go further in evangelism. Whatever it is, be very, very sensitive to his call and don't miss out on it. Because there are people attached to your destiny. And if you fail, they fail. If you decide to ignore this calling, they'll be affected. And you know, maybe down the line, God may send somebody else their way. But now the blessing is no longer yours. The glory will still go to God. That person may still be saved, maybe a bit later, unfortunately. But the blessing is now that person that obeyed God's call. And you've missed out on that. And you don't even know the repercussions could be more than just a missed blessing. It could be a missed destiny. And that's deep. And Miss Destiny is not a joke. And so I'm encouraging you. That if you believe you are this underdog. You are at a disadvantage. You are. There's another episode I did on imposter syndrome as well. You can listen to that episode. Along the lines of it's not exactly the same. But if you believe you are disadvantaged. I want you to study the book of Esther. The life of David. And the life of. Who else did I say? Moses. Those three. You may not have to read everything because Moses goes quite deep, you know, down, down, down. But in terms of their lives, you can study their lives as like a case study. Because they just show, again, how God uses the foolish things to shame the wise. He uses the weak things to shame the strong. He uses the stammerer to be a leader, to bring people out of captivity into their promised land. He chooses a slave girl to become queen and save her people. He chooses the youngest guy in his family to be king over the entire Israel and to also demolish this massive guy. So then if God can use those three, please, why, why can't to use you? Why on earth can he not use you? So guys, I pray this episode is a blessing to you and that you learn a thing or two. Of course, I must remind you guys to leave a review, leave a rating and to share. Please, 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 please. There are so many of you guys that listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I'm not seeing reviews. I'm not seeing ratings. What's going on, guys? Like, right now, immediately you're done with this episode. Whatever platform you are on, leave a rating and then leave a review. It can be super short. I'm not even saying you have to write a whole epistle. Just how this episode has blessed you or if you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, or I'm not even saying you have to write anything wrong. Just say, enjoyed it. Full stop. You can even put emoji just to, you know, add jarrah. But just something, okay? So that Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all these other platforms can tell or show other people the podcast that you know could be helpful to them as well. So, guys, I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing 2023. Bye, bye, guys.